0: Good morning, my friends. This is Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study, and very importantly, welcome to the new year. I'm so glad that you're joining me. And I tell you what, this, my friends, is going to be the greatest year you've ever had in your life thus far. Hallelujah! Amen! Get ready for it. We're going to talk about the subject of prayer and fasting, and I want to personally invite you to join us on a corporate 21-day liquid fast. I'll share more about that in just a few minutes. First, let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we jump into your Word today, we ask that your Holy Spirit would turn on the light so that we can see the great impact that you have designed for prayer and fasting In the life of the believer. Now, thank you, Father. Help us to catch the revelatory insight of this topic. In Jesus' name, we pray. And together, we say, Amen. I would like to begin today in the book of Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 58 and look at verse 6. Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness? to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. So fasting with prayer is a platform for spiritual empowerment that allows you to get free. And we know that when there's freedom in your life, that is a result of the Holy Spirit working in your life through His anointing. We see that identified in Isaiah chapter 10, same book. Let's jump back to chapter 10. And that would be verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden would be taken away from your shoulder. So the burden, my friends, would be on the shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke, which was an oxen yoke, would be around a neck that's uh, symbolic of bondage, strong bondage. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. The word destroyed there in Hebrew means to grind down, to grind that yolk down to a fine powder that is dust-like in its appearance, and then to have it blown away by the wind. So you can not only be free, you can be uh, joyful knowing that that thing has been destroyed and cannot hold you anymore. It's actually gone. How does it happen? Because of the anointing oil. The anointing oil, Was a type shadow of the Holy Spirit and the manifestation of God's power working, operating in your life. And that is the power that you contact through prayer and fasting. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go back to Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58, verse 8: Then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall Spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. So God will protect you. By the way, prayer and fasting make room for the glory in your life. Yes, the glory will be around you. It can even be, in a sense, tangible, where you begin to become aware of it. But you're also aware of it on the inside. The manifest presence of God is in your own heart, where you sense the presence, and you know when to slow down, or you know when to speed up, or when you know when to stop talking, or when you know when to start talking. It's it's amazing how fasting and prayer make room for the glory of the Lord within you. Praise God. But we also see that when you fast and pray, that your light shall break forth like the morning. And really what we have an example here is dominion over any and every form of darkness. Light always can uh, overcome darkness. Just you can go into a dark room, flip the light on. Now remember to turn that light on takes power. Electricity is a form of power, but light takes great precedence over darkness. And it allows us to reign, to rule really within our sphere of life, In a world that is very dark and is full of wickedness. And we see this also spelled out in the gospel, not the gospel, but the epistle of 1 John. 1 John, and let's go to chapter 5, verse 19. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Now, we saw the awful reality of that when. Hamas attacked the innocent people of Israel and began to do things of not just killing them, but also doing things that were uh, way beyond inhumane. They were actually satanic in nature. But my friends, those things have pockets all over the earth where they take place at. And we also see that expressed in the Psalms. Uh, Psalm 74. I want us to take a look at that one just for a moment. Very interesting. Psalm 74, verse 20. Have respect to the covenant. Why? Because the covenant can exempt you from awful things that happen even to good people. So you need to be walking in covenant with God because the world is a very dangerous place. Uh, No matter how uh, nice your subdivision might be that you live in, no matter how safe your state may be or your country may be, Uh, There's a lot of yucky stuff that happens often behind the scenes. Have respect to the covenant for the dark places of the earth are full of the haunts or the habitations of cruelty. These are dark places where things are done in secret. And you know what? These things are done in America. They're done around the world. Um, I have a young minister he was greatly impacted by my ministry and uh, he's actually serving the Lord as a pastor today. And when he was young, he was kidnapped from his family. His daddy was a pastor and uh, and, and the enemy in, in the spirit realm can see a light or like a potential of goodness over a person and they'll directly try to grab people like that. And so he was kidnapped when he was a teenager and he was taken to a place and tied up and hidden. There were other Christian pastors' children also that were tied up with him in this room, and he escaped through a miracle of God. Uh, sadly, the others lost their lives. And uh, it was very interesting because there was a there was a place in the country where there was a certain. Uh, man, They they worshiped him as like a living avatar. Uh, but this man was very wicked, very corrupt. He died a couple of years ago, and a lot of his corruptness is now coming out. But I I never trusted that man. I knew he was evil. Just You could tell this was an evil man. But this uh, young minister told me that he was taken to this place and tied up, hands and feet, and they were put into a room. And when they were in that room, there was a wall, and that wall could spin around. Uh, It could open up. In other words, there was something on the other side of it. On the other side was just like a a real nice, like a palace type area, but that whole wall could spin around. And when it did, there was a throne. He was sitting on that throne, that that corrupt person a very high religious person, not a Christian, but a very high religious person. And uh, he was the one that needed blood sacrifices to be done in order to keep this power going that he had operated in, false, fake signs and wonders that they were supernatural, but they were not of God, not by any means. They were all satanic in origin. So there are haunted places. You know, I was reading about uh, a young, a teenage girl. She was just on the bus. She said uh, going home. There was only about fifteen people on the bus. This was in Africa, and something caused her to fall asleep. And when she she fell asleep on the bus, and when she woke up, she was out in the jungle, tied hands and feet, and there were hundreds of people tied up hands and feet, what's going on, ritual sacrifice type stuff. And we hear about this, you know, of course, with the awful things that Hamas was doing to the captured Israelis. But my friends, this stuff is all over the world. Um, You know, over the last couple of years, we've had over 9 million documented uh, illegals come into the country through illegal ways, so there could be probably about 27 million people that came in illegally to the country, and some of those people are pretty, uh, pretty bad people. So uh, you can't think that, well, I'm exempt because I live in a nice place or this or that. Your only safe place is in Christ in covenant. By the way, for any police officer, for any law enforcer, uh, for anybody in the military where you actually go into combat, your favorite book, your your favorite uh, thing to memorize from the Bible should be Psalm 91. If you don't know Psalm 91, you're missing out on a covenant of protection and angelic uh, uh, observance over your life that you need, you absolutely need if you want to stay alive, if you want to stay protected from injury and harm. You need to memorize Psalm 91 and claim it as your own. Praise God. So, this is going to be a tremendous year of God's for God's people. A tremendous year of blessing. It's going to be a rough rough year for those that don't know God. It is going to be many challenges, but God's going to get you through, and you're going to establish a year of dominion and power and authority by setting the right uh, template, by setting the right pace, by beginning this year with a dedicated time of prayer and fasting. I'm calling everybody to fast from January the 1st through the 21st, and I sent that out by email and also on social media. Now, some of you may be watching this on Wednesday, hearing about it for the first time, and so that would be January the 3rd. But you know what? Whenever you're hearing it, even if it's later, and you have not consecrated yourself to seek God for the year with prayer and fasting, then just go ahead and jump in. Maybe you're hearing this, you think, yeah, I, I really see from God's word that this is something that would greatly benefit my life. Well, have one final good meal and then jump in, praise God. <laughs> Look, there's never, there's never in the natural a day where you're going to wake up and say, you know what? I really should do a 21-day liquid fast. That's never going to happen. Even if you lived as long as Methuselah, 969 years, you're never, ever going to have a day where something in your flesh nature says, yeah, I just really need to not eat for a while. No, you, you have to do this by a spiritual discipline And you also go with the flow of the Holy Spirit, because when you do, there's a grace with it. Because many of us, not just me, many of my online church members and ministry partners are now in this flow. Now, I'll I'll be honest, I started a little bit early. Pastor Kelly and I started early because we were just hungry for the Lord. And, you know, so today is day seven of no food. Praise God. Do I look like I'm about to die? Do I look like I'm about to keel over? No. Now, I I have to admit, day four was a little bit rough. I felt like a pancake that was flattened out, didn't have much energy, praise the Lord. But you know what? You push through the first five days will always be the toughest days, but it's like going to the beach, and maybe you want to get out, you know, and kind of maybe uh, if you have a kayak or something like that, uh, you've got to get past your first Initial sets of waves, that's like the first five days. If you get past the first five days, you'll start to feel a whole lot better. And if you're at the beach, you got to get past two breakers, okay? And then you're going to, okay, then go out there and paddle around and, you know, it's nice and calm. It's just like that with prayer and fasting. But my friends, you must step into it, lean into it. Praise God. It's a dangerous world, but God's going to protect you, and you're going to be going uphill, achieving great success and great things this year, all for the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Now, let's take a look at the life of Jesus, because when Jesus left, That's really when there was a turn towards serious prayer and fasting. We see this in the Gospel of Luke, uh, and that would be chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, and let's begin in verse 33. Then they said to him, "'Why do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers, and likewise those of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink?' That's a good question, right?' And he said to them, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? So the main thing is that when Jesus was with them, he's teaching, he's demonstrating God's power, uh, but you're around him. And so everything he's carrying, he's just carrying it. You're along for the ride and what a ride it was, praise God. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, then they will fast in those days. So when Jesus... Went up into heaven, my friends. That's when the church said, "Okay, it's time to really get dialed in," because he's gone now. The Holy Spirit is with us. The Holy Spirit is to us who Jesus was to the twelve apostles, right there with them all the time. So that's who the Holy Spirit is to us. So what are we in? We are in the days of prayer and fasting. Whoa, glory to God! And we see this also in the book of Acts, chapter two, verse. 16. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. So that's when the church entered into the last days. So, where are we at? We are at the very end of the last days. So, this is absolutely uh, a time uh, or a time of day in the last hour in which we fast and pray. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we want to walk in authority and power. Take a look at this in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 10. I've always liked this verse, verse 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So trampling on these demonic powers that were tried to tangle you up or lay snares for you or put roadblocks and barriers in front of you, I tell you what, it's power and authority that you need. And the devil, you know, we do have to admit that he is a powerful individual, but he does not have power and authority over us and the believer who knows their rights. Now he will try his stuff, but you can move forward because you have the authority and fasting and prayer gives you that platform. And it's a covenant platform to be filled up with the power of God so that you can enforce the victory that Jesus won for you at Calvary. Mm, 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 mm. Praise God. You know, the devil, he is a fallen prince. He is, uh, I mean, we even see in scripture, he's called the prince of the power of the air. Paul called him the God, little g-o-d, not, there's only one big God, of course. Uh, Paul called him the God of this world. What does that mean? It means he has absolute control over about six billion people. So I would say there's there's probably somewhere around two billion Christians, you know, m- many streams within the Christian faith. You, you have... Uh, you have Roman Catholicism, you have Eastern Orthodox, you have uh, Evangelicalism, you have Pentecostalism and, uh, you know, on and on it goes. But all of those who profess and call upon the name of the Lord and acknowledge Christ as their Lord and Savior and endeavor to walk with him and live for him, we're probably right around 2 billion. But that does mean that he, the devil, is a prince that has power and authority over many, many people. Many, many people. Again, let's go back to First uh, John. I want to uh, look at that one more time. First John chapter five, verse nineteen. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway or the influence of the wicked one. That would be Satan. So we are not under his authority, but many are. So what do you need to move forward and to come overcome in a world where there's uh, wickedness uh, in so many places? What do you need? You need power and you need authority. And my friends, that's why we fast and pray, because it's like going to the service center for your vehicle. You get the fresh oil change. All of the old oil comes out you get the fresh golden oil that's poured in and you get it filled to the top. Woo, glory to God. And that's really what happens when you uh, uh, seek the Lord and you have these times with God, you're gonna get the fresh oil change, praise God. Now we see also in Matthew chapter 25, the importance of this in verse eight. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Okay, so when you engage God through fasting and prayer, in a sense, it's like you're going to the market and you're purchasing what you need. It's that oil. You're coming after the Lord to get that oil because that fresh oil, the the enemy can't handle it. He can't handle it. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So you're going to get the fresh oil change. Mm -mm. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. All right. So now let's jump over to Matthew chapter six. This is important as well. We're very close by there. So let's take a look at it. Matthew chapter six, verses 17 through 18. But you, when you fast, Anoint your head and wash your face. Now, it's amazing. Jesus gave three, three pillars of uh, Christian responsibility, and they are prayer, giving, and fasting. And it's like if you had a stool and you sat on that stool, uh, but, and you have the three legs. If you take one of those legs away, you're not going to have the support, and there will be a great instability in your life. So, we're not going to let that happen. But you, when you fast, not if you fast, when you fast, did you ever stop to think that fasting is your covenant responsibility? If you want victory in life, you must embrace your covenant responsibilities. Prayer, fasting, and giving. Some of you, you're doing pretty good. You're batting two out of three. But you need to get All of them pulled together, and I'll tell you what, you're going to see a year unlike anything you have ever seen of breakthroughs, exploits, just raw, genuine miracles in your life. You have in your own testimonies. Mm -mm, Glory to God. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now, amongst ourselves, we all understand that together as a, as a body, corporately of believers, we're fasting. And there's a place for that so that we can encourage each other. And there's, there's private fast, as mentioned in Scripture, but there's also public corporate fast where they all engaged. Okay, so this would be what we would identify as a corporate fast, and it's good that I share this so that you could step into this great blessing of God, but also so that maybe let's say you didn't know, and you're looking at me teaching every week, and you're thinking, Is Pastor Stephen okay? he's getting real skinny, is he sick <laughs> No, he's not sick, but he's just losing a few pounds, just like you will, because of seeking after God through prayer and fasting. Praise God. Now, you know, many of you, of course, you work uh, just like Daniel did in Babylon, and it's not like you need to go tell everybody what you're doing. But if your boss needed to know, perhaps you would have to tell uh, him, he or her just so that they could be aware. But sometimes you you don't, you just do your thing. And trust me, so many people are so caught up in the world that they're not going to notice. So just do your thing and God's grace will be with you. Praise the Lord. Now, Matthew chapter 17, Mm -mm. Matthew 17. And this for me has always been the great motivator to fast and pray for myself. And I believe it'll minister to you also, because this this is where you really see uh, the proof in the pudding, or this is where you really see the evidence that, wow, th- this is like working. By the way, what's one of the greatest motivators when something is working? When you can tell, wow, I, I, can, I can sense a change, then what does it do? It makes you want to continue on with it. All right, so Matthew 17 verse 17. Then Jesus answered and said, "O faithless and perverse generation." So there's your main problem, lack of faith and of course perversity, you know, is going to clog up any any type of a power flow of God, and so much of that gets flushed out with prayer and fasting. But the main problem again would come back to not having the level of faith where it needs to be at. I tell you, there are so many distractions in this world. Even for God's people, you you can be religious, but you can get pulled out very quickly of that power zone, primarily through distraction, and it absolutely will affect your faith level. Then Jesus answered and said, "O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Him being an epileptic young boy." And Jesus rebuked the demon. Notice it wasn't just a what we would call like an organic physical problem, or maybe like a mental imbalance. This is directly this child's problem is directly attributed to a demon that was causing this problem. And you could see it because of the way it's affecting him. It would try to have him fall onto the fire. Well, how come it doesn't have him fall on the couch? How come it doesn't have him fall on the green grass? Why is he having to fall on the fire? We could get burned. There's a devil involved. Praise God. Well, Jesus took care of it, casted it out. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? And we're all the same way. Nobody likes uh, public embarrassment. It's not like they all said when it wasn't working. Hey Lord, we're not, this is not working over here. <laughs> Uh, They asked him privately. Uh, Also, there's, there's the thing like, why could we not cast it out? But also like, what can be done so that this doesn't happen again? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. So he brings it back again to the root problem. It's unbelief. It's doubting God's word. And that will cause a disengagement with the true power. Because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed... You will say to this mountain, "Move from here to there." Now that mountain could be a demon that uh, needs to come out, and the the you know the child wants it out. Of course, the parents want it out. Now, now you have permission to do your job, but the words now have authority. You will say to this mountain, "Move from here to there," and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Verse twenty-one. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. What does that mean? It does mean there's some stubborn demons, and you need a strong level of faith. And there is something about the mystery of prayer and fasting that causes your faith to grab a hold of something that would have distracted you before. It causes you to actually believe God's going to do it, and you're not trying to fabricate this mentally. There is something that has come into your spirit, which is the substance of faith that says, yeah, it's going to happen. And you you speak oftentimes into situations to bring forth the desired result. Now, there are certain modern translations that don't include verse 21. So if you're if you're reading your Bible, it's not there. I would say that, you know, keep that Bible and use it as a good like study reference, but you really do want to read and study from a Bible. From the Old Testament, they use the Masoretic text, and from the New Testament, it's based on the Textus Receptus. And by the way, some Bibles that are modern, which are very, very liberal, okay? Uh, uh, Look, look, there's a lot of money in Bible printing. There are some, and I'm not going to get into how all that works, but there are some uh, publishers that realize that, and hey, why not come out with a new translation? Why? Because they, everybody wants a Bible. So, uh, but just because it's put out doesn't mean that it was translated accurately or that they're using the right text. But. Um, you know, get your get yourself a good Bible that uh, you'll know it's good when it's got verse twenty one in there. But let me say this, and I've also studied this extensively. Some translations that are modern actually say this verse twenty one is not in the original text. That is a raw. R-A-W, raw, flat out lie. Verse 21 is in the oldest manuscripts we have of the New Testament. I have seen it. I have seen it with my own eyes. So for somebody, a theologian to slip that in the print, that is an absolute lie. Maybe they know they're doing it. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're misinformed and they're just restating what somebody else said, but you better believe it. I've seen it. The oldest New Testament manuscripts, All have verse 21 in them. Woo, praise God. Again, it says, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And you can be guaranteed that the people that would want to take verses like this out of the Bible, you can be guaranteed uh, they're not fasting and they probably don't have a much of a prayer life either. Mm, I'm not saying they're not saved, although I would never want to tinker with the word of God where you start Pulling stuff out of there, woo! Praise God! But my friends, step into this. Jesus said that there are some things you can't move them without prayer and fasting. But the main thing it moves is your faith level. You are able to grab that word. It's like a power lifter. Maybe the, maybe he could only deadlift three hundred, but somehow you were you were you received power and now you can deadlift you know fifteen hundred pounds. There is something that, that that's why prayer and fasting has a mystery element to it. When you pray and fast, I can't explain it. Just do it. But when you pray and fast, I'm telling you, you can get one scripture, one word from God, and all hell can't stop it from coming to pass in your life. And that's really what the enemy is afraid of, and that's why he wants to keep the church over in a very religious mode uh, with no power. By the way, what's the difference between Christianity and all of the other religions in the world? Well, yes, we believe that there's an empty tomb uh, concerning our founder, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that we believe the tomb is empty because it is empty. Okay, but what's the difference? The difference is power. All of the other religions are religious in nature. In other words, do good deeds, blah, blah, blah. If your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds, when you die, you go to nirvana or heaven or wherever it is that they're espousing that you go into in the next life. Maybe uh, you used to be a cricket and maybe you'll get an upgrade in the next life and you'll be a billy goat, you know, they, but they all have different things, but they're all void of what? They're all void of power they're all void of power. Christianity is the only religion that is a power religion where you see results. So I'm telling you that when you, now, now there are certain religions that go into the occult and they can have, they could have evil manifestations. So we're not interested in that. We're interested in making heaven and living victoriously while we're here and accomplishing our destinies. This is the year of unstuck destinies and also bringing many along with us for the ride. Praise God. That includes evangelism, winning the loss for Christ, uh, connecting with kingdom assignments and getting behind kingdom mandates and backing them with your efforts, with your provision, with your funds, with your prayers. Glory, glory to God, glory to God. But my friends, Uh, pray and fast, because without that heavy dual combination, there's some things can be very, very stubborn. And this is the only way you can move them. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So your faith is going to go into the stratosphere. Praise God. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Praise the Lord. Now, let me uh, look at a few more uh, pointers. I'm going to share some special things with you. Two of them I'd be surprised if you've heard them before. Uh, maybe, maybe you discovered them on your own. I'm going to get to that in just a moment. But let me say this, that when you are fasting in prayer, you're going to have some real blah moments. You're going to have even not just moments, hours, days, maybe a day where you just feel like so lethargic and so bored. By the way, not eating can get boring really quick. Uh, it's like a soul crushing, and all of that's good. That's part of the process because there's a lot of refinement and cleansing that's going on. But I just want you to know that if you're having a day and you don't feel like this great uh, champion of prayer, it's okay. You want to catch anointed prayer moments. That's really the goal. That's where the gold is at. I'll give you an example. I was I was studying my Bible just the other night, and I didn't even realize I was, realize I was doing it, but I had been praying in the Spirit when I realized what I was doing while I was not only reading and studying, but I was praying tongues were coming out as I was speaking it out. It felt like warm oil. Okay. What do you do when you have a moment like that? Okay. You ride that anointing because you're going to have other times where you just feel yucky. Okay. But when you catch those moments, just really go with it because you might be able to ride that for an hour or two hours. And then who knows, maybe the next half day, you're going to feel Oh Lord, I just want to sit sit down somewhere or just do my work and I try to get through. Okay. So when you catch those anointed moments, write them. That's where, that's where you're going to have a lot of fun at. That's where you're going to have some golden prayer moments at. Praise God. So you got you got to be realistic in all of this. You know, one time an American pastor he asked Doctor Cho, uh, who was the founder of the Yoido Full Gospel Church there in Seoul, Korea. You know, it grew to over a million members and membership, and uh, uh, he did a lot of prayer and fasting. So this American pastor said, uh, "Like, what do you do when you go off into a cave? Because that's what Doctor Cho would do. You go off into a cave and you fast for forty days." And nice like, what do you do? Because the, the American pastor said, when I do that, I, I have a lot of downtime, a, a lot of boredom. He said, he said, like, Dr. Cho, what do you do? And he said, well, honestly, I sleep often. You know, your body is going to get tired. Sometimes he said, I just fall asleep. And if you go to sleep, you go to sleep. And I would encourage many of you, while you're fasting and praying along with us on this journey of 21 days, uh, I would say like nine o'clock, if you're feeling tired, lights out, go go to bed. (laughs) I mean, last night at nine o'clock, I was in bed. Why, Pastor Stephen? Because I was tired. But see the flip side of that, I was up at 350 this morning, just wide awake, wide awake, just having Having some heaven on earth with the Lord. Glory to God. See, because in the morning when you fast and pray, your blood pressure also is going to be real kind of like low. You're going to be real calm. I mean, you're talking stable water, still waters. Oh, it's going to be very, very smooth. So I just just got up. I got myself a coffee, and I went, sat down, and spent hours with God. It was off the chart, praise God. So you, you need to learn to work with that flow. But if your body's tired, take a nap. Go to bed early. Praise God. Those things will really, those things will really help you when you fast and pray. The Lord will also separate clutter out of your life. He'll set, He'll separate wrong ambition. He'll separate uh, wrong interest, and He'll get you on the straight and narrow path of just living for Him and staying on your assignment, not deviating from that. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let me show you a few of the things that I drink and that I use when I'm uh, fasting and praying. First of all, this is something that I use. This, this might be something that some of you might want to consider not only when you're fasting, but also when you're not fasting, um, this is called fair breath. When you're fasting, you're going to have some dragon breath. Praise the Lord. Look, if all you're drinking is water and I'm, I'm saying a liquid fast, so drink your juice. Okay. Drink your vegetable juice or whatever, but it doesn't matter. You're still going to have bad breath. So what does it, what does this do? you put it in your mouth and swish it around for about a minute and it neutralizes bad breath. And so that way you can be around people and uh, th- they won't even know you're fasting. But one of, one of the key indicators, usually of fasting is bad breath. Okay. So you might want to get you some of this. This is a uh, icy mint flavor. Ooh, praise God, praise God. You don't swallow it. You just put it in your mouth for about 45 seconds or a minute and uh, you'll be feeling Uh, nice and clean. Praise God. You may feel yucky, but at least your mouth will feel clean. Praise the Lord. Now, of course, you're going to need a lot of these. Okay. I'm drinking, uh, you'd like three or four of these a day along with my juice, but you know, the water will really help you because our brains... While they are physical brains, there's a lot of water in the human brain, a lot of water in the human body. And if you drink a lot of water, it will help your eyesight. And who knows, maybe even after the fast is over, you'll keep up that healthy habit of uh, putting a lot of water into your system. Okay. So here's one of my good friends right now, Mr. Apple juice. Now listen carefully. This is what you want. If you're going to drink juice, you want no High fructose uh, corn syrup. That stuff is junk. If, if you're looking at something that's called a fruit cocktail, that means it's a cocktail of syrup, uh, syrup and yucky stuff, probably food dye colors and all kinds of weird stuff. Stay completely away from that. You want clean uh, juice. And so uh, I'm drinking uh, today fresh pressed apple juice. And I'll go through, uh, you know, like one of these a day, probably. Okay. Remember, if you're getting wiped out uh, more than what you think you should be, it's probably because you're not getting enough liquid into your system. But if you're really putting the water in, uh, like I am, and I'm actually feeling like I need to use the restroom, because you will, you're going to be wanting wanting to stay close to the restroom. And if you're taking any flights on an airplane, you don't want the window seat, you want the aisle seat. Praise God. Okay. But you know, just go through about one of these a day. How many ounces is this? This is um, okay, sixty-four ounces. You know, basically a half uh that's a half gallon, right? Yep, half gallon. My favorite, my favorite apple apple juice is martinelli's. Ooh, praise the Lord. So good. But you know. After a while, it all tastes the same, right? So it doesn't really matter the brand, just as long as it's pure apple juice uh, with no high fructose corn syrup or added sugar or junk like that. Praise the Lord. All right, let's continue on. Here's one I really like, 100% muscadine grape juice. Now, some of you have never heard of this before. It's getting a little more popular. You can find it in more supermarkets today. I really like this, but it's it's um, very sweet. has no sugar in it, has no corn syrup or anything like that in it. But a muscadine has two extra chromosomes. And I, when I grew up in Mississippi, uh, me and my brothers loved to eat muscadine grapes. Uh, so um, this is the raw juice. Uh, it's it's thin. It's real thin juice. Uh, It's not like a thick concentrate. It's just thin juice, but very, very sweet, very pleasing to drink. A lot of energy in this also. No sugar. It's just pure juice. Amen. You're talking about flush to system. (laughs) Good stuff. All right. Now, you can have fun uh, exploring your world, whether it's vegetable juice or stuff like that, whatever works for you. You could be all over the board. I know one ministry drinks elderberry juice. Uh, It's just all kinds of things. You have to find what works best for you. Now, I want to give you two secret tips. A lot of times when you're into a fast and maybe you get out into the deep water, maybe let's say like day 10, uh, you know, like maybe day day, uh, uh, 14 or something like that. You're on a 21-day journey. Sometimes you get an intense craving for salt. Now, a lot of preachers have actually broken their fast because they get hit with that salt Uh, Craving, And they'll go out and grab a bag of potato chips. You know, I was reading sometime back one preacher, a good minister, but he's doing a long fast and he got such a craving for salt that he went out and just bought a giant bag of potato chips and ate the whole thing. And then he was like, oh, I just broke my consecration. I broke my fast. And, um, and there's a place, you know, you, you just, oh, you know, you repent. If you, you know, made a commitment and you broke it, you repent, get back on track. But let me share a few things that will help when that salt urge hits you. Um, I'm holding in my hand here some uh, Kiko Man soy sauce. Take a teaspoon and not even a half, but you want to get a little teaspoon, okay? And don't even put like a quarter of a teaspoon, Uh, into that spoon and then just sip on it, put it in your mouth, hold it in your mouth and just enjoy it. Why? Because what is soy sauce? It's nothing but fermented soybeans. So it's soybean liquid and it's basically salt. Uh, And it's, it's it's not bad for you. It's actually good for you. Put a little salt into your system. There's no calories. There's no protein. It has zero nutritional value. All it is, is something that's pure liquid. It is very, very thin that if you just take a few, almost like drops of it, it knocks off that salt craving and uh, it, uh, you know, it also breaks up the monotony of juice. Okay. So maybe just like every three days, if you get hit with that, just a not even a half teaspoon, super, super tiny. And uh, it'll give you a little pep in your step. Okay. Here's another little secret I've learned over the years. I've got uh, in my hand here, and there's hundreds of different brands, uh, cucumbers uh, that are pickles. You know, that's all a pickle is. It's a uh, it's a vinegared uh, cucumber that's been hanging out in a jar until, you know, in a brine, and it gets turned into a pickle. So I'm not saying eat pickles. That's not what I'm saying. But listen to this. Maybe you've never tried it. When Jesus was on the cross, they gave him uh, some vinegar. Um, Vinegar is a representation of victory over sin. But there's something about drinking vinegar mixed with water out of a jar like this. You know, don't eat the pickles, of course, and don't don't drink it if it's got corn syrup mixed into it. But there are companies that make it pickles with, I call it just pickle juice. So a couple of secrets, a little bit of this, maybe like a quarter of a teaspoon, maybe once every three days, your salt cravings will go away. If they're still bugging you, drink a little bit of pickle juice that has no food dye and no corn syrup in it. And if you're out there quite a distance, say like 10 days or 14 days out on a fast and you drink pickle juice, you might think, I, I, this is one of the most enjoyable things I've ever had in my life. Now, you know how it is. If you're drinking that vinegar juice or pickle juice, it's got a bite to it. But again, it's nothing but pure, clear liquid. There's no calories to it. There's no protein to it. All it's doing is giving you a a little uh, boost of some of those minerals that are in the salt element of it. And that helps you out. So vinegar, yeah, vinegar or pickle juice. Okay. Pickle juice, it can make you kinda of happy, praise God. And you can't drink too much of it, you know, again, just like a ta- like a, a tablespoon or teaspoon. But it will take it'll take the edge off maybe what would be like a agitation or boredom of just the juice monotony. Woo, praise God. Hey, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You know, in the middle of a fast, it's kind of like, seems like time slows down. That's all part of God's method. Things go so slow. But then by the time you hit day 21, you're like, oh, I've got this. That was easy. I could do it again tomorrow. Well, it's, it's a mental thing which is why God works with the soul. And he's working with your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions. He's working with the laying down of anything that's not his will, not his desire. You get all of that ironed out and you're being empowered at the same time. Praise God. Praise God. One more little note. When you're drinking juice uh, and we are in the winter time, uh, I would recommend that you drink juice at room temperature. Uh, In other words, don't grab a bottle of juice out of the fridge or what's worse is grabbing a bottle of water out of the fridge and it's real cold and you're drinking that during winter time. You're going to be uncomfortable. So um, these little things and you tweak them to make them work with you where you're getting the liquid that you need and you're fasting and you're praying. I tell you what, you're going to accomplish an extraordinary fast and step into A real year of power and authority. And power and authority is what leads you into a position of dominion. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for all of those that are coming into the 21 day fast. Maybe a few have already started. Maybe a few, uh, the others are going to start uh, after having heard this message. Maybe grab one final meal, then they're going to jump aboard. And, Father, if anyone needs doctor's uh, permission or doctor checkup, let them get that done so that they're good to go on that. But I thank you, Father, that many are coming on board, and it's going to be a season of light breaking forth. It's going to be a time of health even springing forth. And now, Father, we give you all of the praise. Bless your people. Now let your grace, Father, as the pastor of many, let your grace touch them now so that they can do this fast. Uh, and get through it and accomplish it and have some tremendous prayer times with you. Father, every ministry partner and every friend of the ministry, let your grace reach out to them and help carry them on this corporate fast. We give you all of the praise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're watching me today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, It's time to get your life right with God. I want to pray with you. And also, maybe you used to serve the Lord, used to walk with him, but you fell away. Come on back. Jesus is waiting to restore you right now. Let's pray together. Just pray after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. I repent of my sins. Forgive me of all sin and wash me with your precious blood. Jesus, write my name in your book of life save me right now. In your name, I pray. Amen. And amen. Praise God. And my friends, the Lord has heard that prayer. He has heard that prayer. Praise the Lord. Glory. Let's take Holy Communion. Let's take Holy Communion and then engage God on the covenant of prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. Grab some unleavened bread, grab some grape juice and Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We bless it now. We set it apart as being holy. We thank you that this is the body and the blood of Jesus. Father, as we receive now the Lord's body, we thank you for strength. We thank you for grace infused into us to walk with you and to go through this time of prayer and fasting. We thank you for the empowerment that we are receiving, and that you are releasing. In Jesus' name we pray. We all say amen. Let's receive together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We receive it now. We thank you for breakthrough upon breakthrough. We thank you that you're taking us from glory to glory. We give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Here's a book that you can either order from the ministry, or if you want it quick, you can go online. It's on Amazon. It's on, you know, iBooks. So, whatever format that you like to read ebooks on, you can get it instantly. Boom. Just like that. You could read it along with it throughout the 21 days. And I know that would be a blessing to you. And so just look it up on any of the ebook formats. It's available to purchase as well as just going to our ministry website. You can purchase it here as well. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, as these teachings are being a blessing to you, I want to encourage you to sow into the ministry. For some of you, this will be your first offering in the new year. Okay. So Let's start this year strong on good financial footing for the ministry. And those of you that would like to mail in your offering, please send it to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box. Seven one seven, Moravian Falls, North Carolina, 28654. That information is also on the screen right now. If you would like to give online, you can do so. It's very safe, very uh, fast, and most of all, it's secure. Okay, that information is also online right now. Thank you for your support as we now have the money in the bank to record the new television shows, and we're going to get that scheduled um we're going to try to either do it in January of this month, later, a little bit later this month, or perhaps in early February. Praise God. We'll just play that by year. We've got a couple of uh, times open. We'll get those scheduled. But we've got the we have the provision. Thank you for sowing. God's going to do miracles for you. Amen. And but continue to sow as we are expanding and moving forward into new fields, and it allows us to be able to do the things that we need to do. Now I speak over you that this is your year of unstuck destiny, that your destiny is no longer on hold, but it is moving forward swiftly, swiftly. And that during this time of prayer and fasting, the Lord will visit you and strengthen you with authority and power. And all that God has assigned for you to get done this year, you're going to do do every single thing. This will be the greatest year of your life that you've ever had. Heavenly Father, now bless your people, bless their offerings, bless their giving. Thank you, Father God. Speak to their hearts about joining the fast. We give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you back again real soon. And make sure you drink lots of liquid. God bless you. Bye-bye.